Hi and welcome back to the Cheeky Podcast with your host Cheeky Nick, Cheeky Chris, Cheeky JB. For um, oh, oh JB's like I got a question. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> no, no, he has got a question. How are you, Nick? How are you? Thanks. For, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Twat. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I'm still on antibiotics for my. Uh, my unexpected root canal that I had to have yesterday. Can, can I can I just say right? Like it'd be uh, cheaper to get fake ones put in. Yeah. Well, th- there is that, but that's you know, stop trying to to fill in the blanks. This isn't like a game of blankety blank here. Um, yeah, you know, I asked Nick how he was this morning. I said, "Are you alright?" And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> I, like man of many words. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. That's a typical man. Hey. That's a man response, right? <laughs> Is the how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. You done. Conversation over. Put an end to it. Yeah, I'm not a conversational uh, expert, Chris. You should know this. I'm uh, an introvert. I I don't like social events, and yet you drag me to so many. <laughs> Does he really want to know how you are? Does he want the half hour of what happened when you went to sleep? What you ate for dinner? Your morning routine? I think I can guess what happened when he went to sleep. He slept. You may want to know what you dreamt about. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anyway, we're here to talk about crypto, are we not? <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe not. Um, right. Welcome to the Cheeky Podcast. It's cheeky. It's uh, unprofessional and unscripted. Um, and it's a podcast. And it's a podcast. And you know what? Above and beyond everything else, it used to be really professional until I joined the team. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. since well, then we... uh, i just make up titles and i make up thumbnails and then i say like two minutes before we go live if that 30 seconds maybe yeah. this is what i've titled it this is what we're talking about <laughs> good luck <laughs> uh, i love it this way though it's like spontaneous, spontaneous. And, uh, yeah like um you can't just blag your way through it i don't think if you don't know what you're walking <laughs> into i quite like it you don't have to research like i feel so much uh less anxiety um going in not knowing what i'm going to be asked and uh what we're you know not knowing what we're going to talk about i i think it's it's the way forward for me as as they say in mandalore this is the way this Um, is the way this is the way so on that note let us know where you're watching from are you in melbourne are you in sydney are you in um Arkansas. Arkansas. There you go. So I was thinking like other. Oh yeah, yeah. JB's on it. JB is all over it. Um, let us know in the live chat where are you supporting the the podcast from. I'm really interested to know. And of course, as we get into it, smash that like button. Um, I would say you know if you found it useful, if you found it informative, maybe even if you found it entertaining. But I'm just going to say, just smash the like button because why not? And uh, if you really feel the urge to hit the dislike button tap it twice it really does tell youtube uh that uh that that's what you need to do uh, so, so so yeah tap the, the dislike button twice if you need to uh jb is awake and nick is still a zombie like yeah i'm still a zombie it's fine and kiki has joined us in the live chat welcome uh we've also got the real mystery man here as always melbourne australia thank you for coming along today absolutely it might be a slow start it's a slow weekend uh in the uk um bank holiday weekend i'm expecting a lot of uh of people to be spending time with the families and whatnot so i'm not expecting terribly too much uh you know in the live chat today but yeah anyone who's joined us really appreciate it. really tall mike uh famous really tall mike 
that was my mission, you know, to make Mike really, really, really not tall because he's already there, um, but really famous. Like he was one of the OGs. He was here when there was like like thirty people watching a live stream, if that, uh, on the Cheeky Crypto channel. So uh, appreciate you supporting this one too, really tall Mike. And I can and Mike testify. is really tall. He's really tall. As we can <laughs> clarify from London, he is tall. <laughs> <It's really> tall. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. Um, OG, cool. Okay, um, and of course I forget. If you're new, you, you should probably subscribe as well as liking, because, well, we're so professional. Yeah, look, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, be open-minded. <laughs> going to be my 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 mantra moving forward. Just just be open-minded. I've been so I busy this morning. from Australia today. I mean, we've got yeah. Melbourne, Sydney, North Melbourne. Uh, Good to see. You. I am interested weird. about I am interested about where like people are, are viewing from. I think it it is an interesting metric, right? Because yeah, well, quite quite a large percentage of our audience is from from the US. Um, obviously, the UK. Uh, maybe uh, they, you know, the audience resonates with us. Uh, you know, being in the same country and all. Um, but Oz is right up there. Yep. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I, and I find that really interesting. Out of like you know all the different places uh, around the world where you know we've got viewers. How um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something different. Like, right, what, think what about you, all the you... different places around the world that have all these haters. You know, there's haters in France, <laughs> haters in Germany, haters I, in the Netherlands. I, I wonder whether it's a, a similar number to the uh, amount of people that really enjoy the content, <laughs> you know, by uh, by um, location. I don't I just, know, but, I just, um, of course. Yeah, no, I find it really interesting. I think it's a really interesting metric, and uh, it'd be great to get more understanding as to why we resonate with people from these different parts of of the world. Um, is it culture? Is it um, is it something else? I don't know. It's interesting. I, I forget. I would what like they... to really even understand me half the time. I mean, but... I was going to say right. Um, I don't know what the Australians call the British people. Is it Poms? Yeah, I think so, it is something yeah. like that, right? So maybe that's it. They just want to see see some some palms on. Together. I I don't know, um, but you know, Australia. Uh, I've never been. Um, I'm not sure I I, I want oh. to. I know you've been, Chris. I know we've got you, family out there, but yeah, like you definitely have to go if you haven't been to to, to Australia. It, it is an amazing place. I do recommend going there. We had uh, a fantastic time. We went. We got family in Melbourne, so um, we spent a bit of time in Melbourne. Went to Sydney and. Yeah, it was uh, it was really really cool, really cool. I would recommend going there. Um, mm. Yeah, I know you're more stateside, aren't you, JB? You much prefer to yes. go to New York. Yeah, I've got family in Auckland, Napier, in New Zealand, uh, on the North Island. But yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of America. I think it's amazing. I love it. And and I'll translate that for for the Aussies uh, out there. It's, 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 it's a great um, <laughs> it's a great place. Sir, it's but stronger it's over here. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to start doing subtitles just for JB section. Oh, that really <laughs> for a bit. Come on, the last Keith. time we done subtitles, it picked up sex in an elevator. Mm, not sex on fire. No, it, was, it was it was in an elevator, Nick. It's in an elevator. It remind, yeah, be, be be warned if you're in an elevator in Call of Duty with JB. <laughs> <laughs> I got that, no, watch out for the video that's dropping on Monday because uh, yeah, JB is in an elevator. I, I, hmm, interesting. <laughs> anyway, we are here to talk crypto. Um, I've been so busy this morning, I haven't actually got myself a drink, so I'm going to struggle all my way through this one. Um, but nonetheless. Such a such a soldier, Nick. I am a soldier. I will soldier on. Um, Bitcoin video this morning uh, goes out after this podcast. I do urge everybody to uh, to to watch that just for a giggle. 
because, uh, uh, yeah, I may have done something to that video. <laughs> uh, you, oh dear. You, you may have done something. Did you fall over your own words? Yeah. No, 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 no. I... Watch it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, just a bit of beer banter. Um, right. Okay. So Bitcoin's moving along quite nicely, but uh, I did stumble across something, hence the title of this podcast. Uh, someone has asked ChatGPT, what will the price of Bitcoin be by the end of the year? Now, this is a question that's kind of come up a lot across various different social media platforms. Lots of people saying Bitcoin will be 100,000 by the end of the year. Bitcoin will be a million dollars by the end of the year, whatever the number is. I, I don't I, I know I've seen 100K. There's probably people saying 150, 50K, 60K, whatever, right? Um, but ChatGPT has, uh, has its own kind of take on this one. But before I kind of reveal the answer to this, what do you guys think uh, the price of Bitcoin will be? by the end of the year let and also participate in the live chat let me know what your thoughts are how 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 much or how low or what the price of bitcoin do you think it will be uh, by the end of the year if i can even get my words out chris what do you think well everybody knows my opinion uh, a lot of this depends on on the fed but i do think they will pause before the end of the year and um when that happens my expectation is for for the market to to be bullish and um i'm gonna label it up and i don't know if it's the right way to label it up as like a bear market rally um and yeah i think that's gonna happen you know this year um i think you know people that have been watching the channel sometime um you know for months i've been saying sort of you know june um bottom um or the next like sort of lowest low um and i i do think that we're either going to see a new lower low or we're going to at least touch um the latest lowest low um so yeah price wise where do i uh, expect it to go i expect it by the end of the the year to to be around 30 to 35k um I think that this is realistic if the Fed uh, pause towards the end of the year, but there is the potential that they pivot before the end of the year, like very close to the end of the year. And if they do that, then I expect the the market um, and not just crypto, uh, but stocks as well to crash. Uh, and I think we could uh, be retesting those those lows. So. It really depends on the Fed is kind of my answer. Um, if we're still just in a pause state, then 30 to 35K. Uh, if they pivot just before the end of the year, then I expect you know to be retouching uh, the lowest lows or setting a new lower low. Awesome. JB, what's your thoughts? I'm on the complete other side of the fence to Chris here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know, we're going to see at end of the year around about 12K. 12k i don't think that we're we're not aligned i i think um i'm just being very cautious about yeah. expectations from a from a i guess a uh fundamental viewpoint looking at the the, the macro landscape and knowing what's happened historically with stocks and how correlated crypto is with stocks that you know it really hinges on the moves of the fed um yeah so i just want to be clear on that but i think we're aligned 
Um, but at the same time, I expect us to to go up because I expect to pause, yeah. and then I then I expect us to come down. And timing, it's just going to be really really difficult. It's, so yeah, the, I think it is right. Obviously, I think I said previously that June's going to be a very important month. Um, everything depending with the Fed, you know how they're going to act with inflation, interest, everything going forward. So I think June's going to be very telling us the position that they are in. But we have also seen um, Jerome Powell stating that you know they're not going to do much for the rest of the year. It's kind of going to be as it is. There's not going to be, you know, they're not going to start dropping inflation or interest. So I think it's just going to kind of go sideways for a while. The market's going to play as we kind of want it to play. Start moving down in the Z wave. Get rid of the C wave. We don't want to see the C wave. Well, we do and we don't. You know, it depends which side of the spectrum you're on. If you want some really cheap um, Bitcoin, then yeah, the C wave potential would be good. But, you know, if we're still in a Z wave move and you're looking between 18 and 11K is kind of the target, I think, you know, we could still be in that kind of move. I think my question is based on on what you're saying there. Like, are the Fed hinting at pausing then if they're not going to really do very much? Because if that's the case, I don't see it going sideways. I see it going quite bullish. Um so yeah, it's going to be interesting times, right? Like um, nobody's got a crystal ball here. Um, you know, we're we're having what we believe to be educated uh, guesses at where the market's going to go. And uh, I think up till now, you know, if you consider this bear market, um, we've we've uh, navigated it impeccably. And uh, I'd say we're probably one of the uh, most accurate channels in in this uh, bear market, uh, second to absolutely nobody. <laughs> absolutely um, nobody and i mean it like you know like if there's there's things and this isn't boasting uh you know just because we've been right all of this this time throughout the the bear market and calling you know the the, the lower lows and and calling bear market rallies uh coming into to 2023 like that doesn't mean that we're going to be right moving forward um, I just want to be really clear on that, but like, I like yeah, it's the not confidence, boasting. but I'm, I'm not going to be as confident and say that you know, second to to none. Uh, because oh, no, I don't like, know all these <laughs> different channels out there. I but, don't know them all. <laughs> but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it as I see it, right? I I and I am ah, really confident. Well, in that on... case, because I don't watch anyone else, can I just be like, I'm 100 percent right all the time? <laughs> no one else comes anywhere near me. <laughs> yeah, you, you can do that because you know how many people on YouTube put out fud without doing. Tactile research. Oh yeah, we know quite a bit of that. No, no, um, what, that's the, a different the subject, why, though. The reason why I, I say it, Nick, is I think it needs to. I need it needs to be said. Like, uh, and I am really confident and passionate that it is second to to, to none. Like, I I am um, very confident, beyond confident on that because you know we called FTX before ZZ put out tweets. Um, you know, we we called the opportunities to short FTT, um, Solana, uh, various other you know assets that were associated to our Alameda research before anybody else was 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 calling that. Um, you know, we called the the lows in June. We called um, that those weren't the uh, lowest lows that we were going to see, and we got told. You know all sorts of different things from all sorts of different influencers about magic indicators and i said those would be invalidated they were invalidated i think you know we need to to call a spade a spade sorry so anyway, Nick, we kind of just where do you got, see it going? yeah i was gonna say we kind of got <laughs> off the topic here a little bit because um it seems that the community are very sensible okay hmm. uh 30 20 35 40k um chat gbt has limited data does 
does have limited data for this. It's not really designed for this thing, these things either. Um, and so the, the other, can I just add something to, to, to that point? Um, it's not like up to date up till today either, or last week or the week before it's months behind in its, in its data set as well. Um, just to be really clear, because, you know, the macro changes, the fed makes a, a, a an announcement that they're doing something that people weren't expecting. That's not going to get picked up by the algorithm, uh, associated with this artificial intelligence, just to be really clear. Yeah. And so I, th I found it interesting because it's really loose anyway. Like the article is basically titled up a very specific way just to get clicks on it. Got my attention. Mm. Um, and really, it's a couple of sentences because ChatGPT has an opinion uh, on on the price action of BTC where it will be by the end of the year. Um, and it is not what a lot of these other influencers are also uh, kind of saying they're, they're expecting like 100k of these moon boys right they're saying 100k bitcoin by the end of the year we're in a bull market right those are the things that you're hearing from certain influencers and chat gbt with its limited data set does actually come into a more realistic number and um it's actually not too far off what's already been achieved it's thirty-three thousand by the end of the year and we've already hit 31 mm. so giving a margin of error within uh within things um i would say that potentially we've probably have already topped out for the year which will be interesting uh, to see how it kind of unfolds um, but it's interesting to see the rest of the communities uh, aligned to realistic price expectations rather than uh, unrealistic price expectations uh, chat gpt also seems to be aligned to realistic price predictions rather than unrealistic price predictions even with a limited data set um so yeah, I guess that's uh, that's a win for realism and uh, and a loss uh, for Moon Boys. Well, I, I think that you know it's it's kind of like where I believe it to be between thirty and thirty five k. It'd be interesting to see whether that that is the case, and I think that would be based on a pause, not a pivot. So, um, be there's, a, there's a lot of resistance at thirty six k as well. So, I think it's going to be really tough to push through that barrier if it mm. were to try. Um, but yeah. It, I found it quite interesting yeah, to kind of see what ChatGPT would say uh, on the back of, of those things. But uh, yeah, there you have it. 33K by AI prediction. Um, and, you know, take that with a pinch of salt because, well, the data isn't exactly A, up to date, and there isn't a lot of it either. Um, so cool. There you go. There you go. Also, um, on the topic of Bitcoin, you know, yesterday was supposed to be the day that the... the US government put 10,000 Bitcoin on the market. We've never seen that happen. We obviously don't know why. So the report obviously came from... I did have his name up just there, and I've closed it down for some reason. Why did I close that down? It was pretty stupid. CryptoQuant. So obviously they, they put out this document stating these, these specific dates that they expect the United States government to sell off recovered bitcoin from criminals yes they were supposed to be that day and it didn't come it was quite sad to see i wanted to see a little move down but you know it is what idea. it is maybe the guy phoned in sick well potentially <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, um, this is the problem with dates right you see this with xrp a lot um like you know just plucking plucking random you know dates out i think uh there's sometimes there's some some logic behind it but sometimes there's literally just the speculative side of we think it's going to be this day and it comes and it goes and 
after seeing it for you know a few years of all the specifically XRP, right? You see all these days, and I've seen I've seen dates, Chris, and I think you have too. Uh, since yeah. like um, like August the, 2020, like it was the like beginning of time, the beginning of time, <laughs> the beginning of XRP. It's like we're gonna moon this yeah. date. No, it's been delayed another month. It's going to be this date. And then every single month, it's just like pushed back, it's pushed back, it's pushed back because it hasn't happened, right? Uh, and it, it tricks a lot of people. Now, I don't say that's the same thing for crypto quant and kind of putting together dates for, for the Bitcoin. It will get sold at some point. Um, I think that's an inevitability. Um, it's just it will happen when uh, retail are not suspecting it's going to happen, I think, because, you know, they need buyers, right? <laughs> so they can't just sell it to, to thin air they can't just sell it to no one like there has to be buyers there has to be liquidity and so until those things are are kind of you know there and the, the price is poised with liquidity around it i'm not expecting um expecting them to just kind of you know throw it randomly at them at an exchange saying you sell it uh but you know be interesting to see when it happens um because uh i think we're poised for the big wave five down uh Hint, hint, watch the 10 o'clock video because uh, <laughs> yeah, things are, are poised for um, potentially an expanding diagonal end, which would be a pretty extreme fifth wave movement. And, you know, government, US government selling Bitcoin, that would be a fifth wave. Silence. Awesome. I'm just looking to see what the rough number would be looking at. 24.4 from this point here. That would be very nice. Interesting. We need to get it down so then... to 23,930. That's where we really need Bitcoin to go yeah. to if the bears want to take control. Hit that impulsion. <clears throat> so we did touch on XRP a little bit there. I mean, there's a little bit of news coming out about XRP, which I find speculative, but quite interesting. So it's all to do with Russia, cross-border payments, and BRICS. So... They need somebody to, to control it all. And there's been a lot of chatter recently about it being Ripple. What do you think about that? I think, well, business is business, right? There's a lot of people that are like anti-Russia. So how dare Ripple do such a thing? Um, at the end of the day, there's two sides to every story. And we are shield one narrative consistently. Yes. right? We don't know the truth behind anything, right? And usually it's years later that the truth finally comes out. I mean, just take a look at 2020 and where we are now, right? Um, so I, I think essentially business is business and uh, whether you like the idea of, of Russia using RippleNet or not, you know, it is what it is. Um, I really am indifferent. I uh, couldn't really mind either way. I guess personally, I think for progression globally, regardless of political views, it's a positive for adoption moving further forward. So, you know, chalk that up to a win. Um, just, you know, I wish there was better circumstances surrounding it. That, that's kind of my views. I don't want to kind of dive into it in too much because it's not, it's a political battle essentially going on and it's causing um, real world damage to millions of people, right? Um but at the same time, this particular piece of development could be fantastic for many. Uh, so it's one of those. It's good and bad at the same time. Um, try to remove the pol pol political elements and um, be open-minded to think there's two sides to every story. And because we're on the West side of things, we only hear one, one, one narrative consistently and it's pushed and pushed and pushed. So what the other side is... Uh, you know, we're, we're unknown. We're blind to it, right? And it's kind of just shielded as fake news to us. But 
there's a there's going to be another narrative there's another side to the story and just got to be open-minded with it yeah there's no smoke without fire nick that's the same yeah probably the wrong probably the wrong thing talking about russia <laughs> yeah uh, yeah like i i i think that it would be like a really interesting position for for ripple um and and I could see them doing it, you know, if you put all the political stuff to one side or you choose not to, if you look at how Ripple's actually been treated by, you know, the SEC uh, in the US, could you blame them for going and doing it? You, you've driven them out, potentially, um, and you're losing that. Um, what I, I would classify as an edge in the blockchain space by being um that end <laughs> an objockey. Yeah, uh, there's there's, there's 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 lots of different terminologies that we could choose to use, Nick. But um I, I think the right way to to approach it would be the fact that uh the US uh are, are allowing uh the SEC to basically um I guess enforce no crypto regulations because there isn't any through enforcement uh, without clarity. Um, so I, I think this stuff is is eating into the um, narrative that Ripple could do something that would be classed as extreme from a US standpoint, um, but very much make a point as to why they're doing it. Um, that would fit a narrative that people in the crypto space would be completely okay with but on the flip side you know if there is any uh changes within the us that you know removes gary gensler and uh, his group of muppets running the scc um because of their poor leadership and uh, lack of uh, accountability for uh, the poor oversight that they've given uh, the the crypto space over the last 12 or so months um then you know if if ripple do something like that where does that put them with the new sort of uh cartel because i'm just gonna class it as you know as i see it uh that that take over right and um you know does that damage that relationship further uh make it um you know something that's irreversible you know you can't really go back on something like that and uh kind of you know be you know brought back in with open arms so yeah, I, I'm going to go with I don't see Ripple doing it uh, unless um, there is some element of sign-off from from the US um, that it's okay to, to do so. But what do I know? Mm-hmm. What do see, I know? My thinking is that, you know, <clears throat> this is the perfect thing for Ripple right now. The, they're up in arms with the US, obviously, but everybody knows why, what's going on there. So, obviously, we know Brad Gallinghouse is not kind of like a... A spiteful person, whatever. But I think it's it's perfect lined up for Ripple to jump in here and you know show their power cross border payments. It's, it's not just Rush we're talking here; it's the whole of um, Bricks. Bricks. So you know it's not just Russia's cross border payments; it's it's everything surrounding there. <clears throat> so I think it's it would be great to see them jump in here, show their power, show what Ripple can actually do. Swift's yesterday's technology, as we now know, it's 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 not powerful enough to to help the modern world, I'd like to put it that way. Ripple is, you know, potentially the future of cross-border payments and um, 
how many transactions you know can be can be achieved. So why not do it? At the end of the day, business is business. Business have to make money. Ripple has to make money, regardless whether there's a war. Why and what reasons these are? Do you think half the Russian population want to be conducting a war? Probably not. So take that out of the equation right now. Put it to one side. Ripple is a business. The business has to make money. The business has to show their power and all the work they have been doing for you know however long they've been doing it. So I'm 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 pro for it. You know, go for it. Show the power. Show whatever. Show what the world's missing out on not using Ripple. Let's one see what thing, it can do. One thing that I would say, and uh, you know, it it can be seen as you know a terrible way to to look at things. And I don't really want to get into to politics too much, but like all of this stuff could just be theatre and. Uh, you know, real life theatre, like um, to to move the world in a, in a certain way. You know, I, I look at some of the leaders and they have all these meetings together. You know, skipping along, talking about you know uh, how the world should be in the future. You know, you see this stuff and there's outrage from from the West about China and the stuff that they're doing that's controlling the population. Yet, you know, you see pockets of things happening in the UK that are very similar. Australia and various other you know parts of the world you know covid was a a great example of you know how could how to control the the masses and um you know extract uh, wealth out of people um you know get businesses closed down and and all that sort of stuff you know my 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 thoughts are is this you know war just uh, theater to increase energy prices and you know uh, collapse the the current um, you know, financial um, infrastructure uh, to to come out with with a new uh, and improved blockchain rail uh, incorporated um, you know uh, infrastructure and you know like it, I think it's an interesting conversation to to have. So you know we could very well see Ripple, you know, handling all the money uh, in the future, and it could already all be planned out, and uh, you know nobody really truly knows um so yeah like, i think there's many different narratives that people could take and uh don't get me wrong i'm not condoning any sort of theater kind of you know style thing where people lose their lives and you know I, I'm, I'm not aligned to to the need for all of that sort of stuff i think if you can explain the benefits of of change and um you know on on a grand scale like infrastructure of the financial um you know rails uh i think people would understand and uh adopt it because actually it's the right thing to do and uh yeah it's just my thoughts it's an interesting thought for the day anyway yeah silence 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 um but, yeah there's um there's definitely a lot of stuff circulating around it but um maybe we leave that one there for now let it bubble a bit more and see see what kind of unfolds see what comes from it yeah why not i'm sure ak will be on top of it you know <laughs> whenever anything comes out ak will definitely let us know so we do appreciate that as always awesome any other news anything we want to touch on sandbox 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 is doing things. What I think kind, what um, kind of you know. Is Sandbox doing? <laughs> well, yeah, they... we are still begrudgingly quite big on Sandbox. You know, we've spoke obviously about the negatives that Sandbox. You know, it's 
it's not quite there yet, it's, it's quiet and all the rest of it, but they're trying to do things, and this will make you smile. The one thing they're doing right now is Paris Hilton. Not physically, but they're um, <laughs> partnering nothing with would, Paris Nothing Hilton. would surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 2001. Um, so, what was, the, what was the release? It was Paris Hilton's Avatar collection. So, it's, it shows that obviously the sandbox isn't dying, it's still there, they're still trying to improve the game, get new attractions in the game, I like to call it that, some new some new players get the eyes back on Sandbox, where I think quite rightly it should be. They have got the they've got the, the, the possibility to be there, the the, the metaverse in the space, the, the potential there to be a, a powerhouse. They just have kind of been it's right to say lazy. You know, they've not tried hard enough, I don't think. But they've got some big names involved with Sandbox. Paris Hilton being another one. She's high in the news right now, everything that's going on her personally. If you don't know, I don't know everything either. I'm not a big Paris Hilton fan, but... I mean, you're she not is... following her every move? No, definitely not. <laughs> Lies! The, um, Lies! <laughs> <TV program years laughs> <ago. clears throat> but, you know, she's big in the news right now. There's a lot of things that is going on with Paris. So to get her into the Sandbox, it's bringing attraction over to Sandbox. So... I think, you know, it's, it's a positive. It's good to see. I like I'd like sandbox, to see more names. You know, um, I thought I, you were going to say you like Paris Hilton then. <laughs> no. uh, I like Sandbox. I, I think that Sandbox has the potential to be the kind of go-to metaverse uh, game on Ethereum um, over that of Decentraland, for example. That yeah, was split I, opinions, but I think I it agree. has a bit of mass appeal. Um, and I, I do encourage the community uh, when when uh people ask where nick is uh to to let them know in the community that he's probably in sandbox now looking for paris <laughs> yeah no um <laughs> no. but you know when it comes to ethereum i think that that metaverse is um is kind of the, the, the one uh, in the same way that i take a look at cardano and i say cornucopius is the one right and we can take a look at different ecosystems and we can say, you know, we think this is probably the metaverse of that ecosystem. Um, and so, yeah, I think Sandbox has a very bright future. But you're right, JB, just like a lot of other projects, they they lack keeping people up to date. They lack the engagement with talking to the community. They're hyping it up, right? Marketing. Um, and it's common. It's not just Sandbox. It's, it's, it's pretty much the majority of crypto projects and there are a few that do it very well as chris often says cornucopius every single week they take the time to put together you know a video and they put it out on youtube charles hoskinson takes the time to you know do amas and do things on youtube and engage in the community talk about the things that they're doing and then you can find the the other side of the coin which is uh, they might tell you that they've done something <laughs> right if you're lucky uh, and so there's you know but miles and miles apart between uh, some of these projects and others and i just wish that people would uh, some of these project teams would take a, a look at what what the really engaging um communities are up to and and what the leaderships look like and start to mimic some of it because only then do you really get that mass adoption when you're engaging millions upon millions of people in different ecosystems and different games and different metaverses and different protocols. At the moment, you've got pockets and you call it all like tribes or cults and stuff. All these words, these negative words are thrown around um, because they've got engaging and you know leadership that is basically spending time with their community and they call it a cult as a result, right? And yeah. instead, it should be the given. That's what everyone should be doing. You shouldn't be lazy and you shouldn't be calling it a cult just because you don't want to do it. 
you should make it happen um yeah so do you feel it's like a level of complacency on their behalf that you know we already have x amount of um visitors to the sandbox game i'm not just picking on sandbox i'm just using this as the the example so they could be set, they could be sitting there saying that you know we have x amount coming to play the game visit the site on a daily or a weekly basis we don't need to make the effort because we've already got this here and they guys will spread the word which is you know it is a as a solution you know that is what happens i've been playing this game what do you think of this game and then they pass it on to their next friend but the the groundwork that sandbox done when they created the game when they created the metaverse the the names they've got in the likes of snoop dogg steve aoki now paris hilton you know they've got some mega mega names aligned to this game so they, they've done the groundwork they just need to push on a little bit further and yeah I, at the I, same time though Whilst they were doing those groundworks, as you say, it was actually quite easy because it was a bullish environment. Yeah. Uh, and true colours are shown in the bearish markets. Right in the bearish markets, you know, you have projects like winding down, shutting their doors, and disappearing. Right, you have uh, teams, you know, dwindling down. And I get that part to a degree. You have people going, uh, just from like an influencer point of view, just disappearing, uh, and they won't come back until bullish times arrive again. Right, um, and so. You know, and I think Charles Hoskinson said this before in some of his uh, AMAs and podcasts and stuff is essentially that, you know, during the bearish times and the bear markets is when you build, it's when you should be engaging the most, right? It's when you should be, you know, really working harder to make sure that, you know, when the bullish times come, when it's all easy, you know, you've already got that foundation there. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that these guys and these projects and yeah, Sandbox in particular aren't building, uh, they're just not communicating it. You know, they might be doing some really good stuff. Hype it up, talk about it before you go and do it, and then you can say, "Look, we did it." Right? It's the this is what we're going to do. This is what we're doing. We did it. <laughs> yeah. it's like you know, it's a yeah. But that's my take on it. I just think if if there was a lot more people and a lot more projects and protocols actually taking the time um, to to kind of actually engage with people and to talk about stuff more frequently, uh, then you wouldn't have um, these kind of buzzwords of like, oh, Charles Hoskinson's leading the cult, for example, just because <laughs> he's engaging his community yeah. and talking about the things he's doing, right? Um, and you get rid of a lot of the negativity, but also increase um, the the adoption because there's a lot more people being engaged globally, right? And it's going to spread faster rather than just kind of saying, waiting back, sitting back, like someone else will handle it. We've built it. Um, we're that egotistical that we think are oh, just you know we built it like you know they'll come uh kind of attitude right um and you know that, that stuff just to me doesn't apply it's just lazy um i think so, i might yeah. take some time out this week play uh, go back into sandbox and see what it's looking like this week coming i'll have a i'll have a wee dive in and see what it's looking like yeah do it in the discord yeah. and um you know we'll have some some chat uh as as you go through it i think uh that would be really, really cool. I'll see. Um, I'll see how the week works out because I think next week's going to be quite a quite a busy week. So we'll see. Yeah, what we can feel. <laughs> lots, lots of content to make before we go traveling. So yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff uh, happening over the next week or so. Uh, a team that I have been really impressed with, um, and we're really close with them, right? Um, is Singularity, um, and I say Singularity, not Singularity Net, not Singularity DAO. Um, singularity is a is an umbrella of projects, right? Because uh, there's a a real interesting um, <laughs> group of projects that are, are building. You're reading the live chat, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's happened in the live chat? 
Michael M commented, I'd like to check out Paris Hilton sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can find that uh, on ladies uh, nowadays. Uh, yeah. Um now I've lost my trailer thought. Um you just, I hope you're not thinking about Paris Hilton's sandbox. I, I am not thinking about Paris Hilton sandbox, no. Um Yeah, definitely not. Um Fantastic. That's comment of the day, guys. That's perfect. <laughs> um yeah, singularity next. Um singularity down, rejuve, cogito, like the whole the whole group of of, of projects, right? So fear versus a, a lot of them. Um are being very, very engaging um with with content. And uh I think that deserves a you know some some recognition because I think it is it is really positive. It's the the difference that can be made in in building a uh a great community, a strong community. So uh as you as you've kind of said with uh some of the examples. I just wanted to to give uh them a shout out because I think what they're doing is amazing. Deservedly so, you know, the the again that's another one that's is a definite sleeping giant the projects that they have under their umbrella. So we know the team notoriously do work ridiculously hard on everything that they are involved in. They are there's no fun there. They they are probably one of the hardest working teams in the space. So everything that they've got going on, the fact that they can um have so many projects under their umbrella that are coming out in a relatively short period of time but the groundwork's been done perfectly there they've got a good structure they've got great teams behind the projects you know you you cannot speak highly enough of um what what singularity um, are doing as a family it's i think it's absolutely fantastic to see awesome i, I just found this this article £62,874 in crypto seized from a man in Watford uh, in a fraud probe. Uh, this is like typical UK. I mean, like, uh, what is it? They've got uh, 14 people have been arrested. Uh, Eastern England, um, not East England, uh, Eastern England. Uh, and thousands of pounds worth of cash, assets, and crypto were seized in November last year. Uh, arrests were made in Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire, Essex, and Kent, uh, according to, to court documents. Um, like basically, things that were, were seized included uh, a Rolex, multiple phones, an Armani watch, various designer clothes, a PlayStation with five games, an oh. Xbox, <laughs> a computer. And crypto assets worth sixty-two thousand eight hundred and seventy-four pounds and forty-two pence, uh. Uh, which is uh, secured in a police-controlled wallet. Um, that'd be an interesting wallet to to keep an eye on. Um, <laughs> and this is this is the UK uh, justice system. No charges have been made. Yeah. <laughs> no November. <laughs> what? And they seized everything, including they the Xbox everything. and PlayStation, with five games. I mean, <laughs> five games, yeah. Um, that, that's for that's for the that's for the staff room. That is. <laughs> well, kinda... yeah. Look, look. I'm I'm all for um, you know fraudsters and, and criminals that you know are uh, doing these uh, these things in the space, uh, getting um, what they deserve and, and punishment. But like, I think you know. I, I joke a little bit about this one, uh, the Watford Observer um, doing uh, what I would articulate as a terrible job. <laughs> um, 
like I would have spun this differently. I would have been talking about the UK justice system being poor. Um, if they did this in November and uh, no charges have been made, um, like it's a big nothing burger. Basically, they've had their shit seized. Slow from, news from... day. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. <laughs> they've had they, they've had their assets seized and you know all that sort of stuff. Probably profits from crime. So right, right. Yeah, they're, they're probably t- telling everyone uh, their friends probably... like, we're diamond hands. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're diamond hands. Like we'll get that back. Like we, they haven't even charged us. Um, it's just fucking nonsense. I'm sick to death of the UK justice system. It's garbage. You see that uh, kid as well um, going around walking in people's houses and shit and then gets on Piers Morgan. I mean, like, the irony is doing it for clicks and then he gets on Piers Morgan's channel like, and gets even more attention. Like, what is going on with this world? It's all Different about subject, the attention. But... but, you know, they're still there. Um, and on that bombshell... I think that brings this podcast to an end. <laughs> so, before we get to JB's final thoughts, Chris, what are your final thoughts for today? Uh, check out the article um, in our Discord about what the Diamond NFT pass is. Um, <laughs> that's going to be um, my final thoughts of the day. Uh, be open-minded. Don't be closed-minded and just shut things down. Uh, without doing research go take a look at the details and see whether it's something that resonates with you there you go okay there you go um my final thoughts are it's springtime why not do a course at cheekyschool.com 50 percent off using the code springtime one word and um why not learn a bit of elliott way theory smart money concepts or maybe you're not into charting maybe you want to understand more about risk management and uh, how to build a portfolio well in which case head over to cheekyschool.com check it out linked in the description below i hope because <laughs> I, I can't remember if it is it, or not it, 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 is. it is wait you got it right yeah there we go uh, so check that out that's my final thoughts i think we're going to experience volatility in the market and um without taking the words out of jb's mouth jb what's your final thoughts don't have any. I doesn't have any. It's all right. Uh, no, guys, please do. If you are going to trade, please do trade safely. Um, have a nice tight stop loss. Make great gains. Stay safe in the space. See you in the next one. Catch you in the next one. Take care. Take care.